live from WSC. I'm Brady Fitzgerald, and this is The Countdown. Tonight, we discuss Saturday night's, last Saturday night's routing by Texas A&M over the Gamecocks and discuss the possibility of a new quarterback. Then, it's feeling like 1999, baby. We discuss the Atlanta Braves to the World Series. And we discussed game one over the Astros. Plus, Gamecock basketball comes back in a, a week from tomorrow. We talk about the team as a whole and what we expect for this upcoming season. We end the show talking about some NFL football, the downfall of the Chiefs, and the start to the NBA season. As we say at the top, I'm Brady Fitzgerald, joined, sadly not by the J-Dog, but Riley, our producer, is here in the blood, in the flesh, and uh, he's out He's out by that co-host today. Good luck to Jay, by, by the way, before we get started. He's doing, uh, he's doing interviews when he's not here, so uh, good luck for his journalism class and what he's doing. Riley, how you doing? Feeling great. Another great day in Columbia. Yes, sir. Speaking of uh, not a great day in Columbia, last Saturday night, well, I don't. I don't know what we're supposed to discuss. I don't either. We can't. We got. We you know. We like to keep it positive on this show. We uh. We scored two touchdowns. There we go. Let's Woo-hoo! move on. Yeah. Um. Other than that, there's nothing. Nothing to talk about. We got thirty yards from our starter. We got eighty four from our backup. Our offense doesn't work. And two interceptions. Yeah, and two interceptions. And. I think I, what what do I say? The running backs don't look good, the quarterbacks don't look good, wide receivers don't look good, defense doesn't look good. No, I there there's there's nothing. Like the only thing that is good about this season is Jalen Foster. He yeah. is he is leading the leading the SEC still in interceptions. So congrats to our guy Jalen. But other than that, there's there's not a there's not a lot to talk about. So honestly. We're just going to talk about the QB controversy, which uh, Zeb Nolan was, he got, a, what what surgery was it? I can't remember. It was, I'm it was pretty some, sure it was something on his he foot. He just tweaked something, yeah. yeah. So he got surgery on his foot. He uh, is supposed to be back, oh, knee surgery apparently. He's supposed to be back by the Florida game, mm-hmm. but uh, we could still see the possibility of Jason Brown coming in and taking over, which I've been on board with since we got him last year i've loved i don't know why i've just loved this kid um and i want to see him play so i definitely want to see him play and and maybe he can add some spark into that this this offense but and beamer said he liked the the way he played too but other than that despite the two interceptions yeah and if he doesn't bring a spark what what's it to this season uh there is no spark right now so yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he, he's our last hope for this season to be decently fun. Bowl eligible. Yeah, bowl eligible. Uh, right now, we are still luckily projected to be in a bowl, yeah. but I, I, I don't see us beating Missouri. I don't see us beating anyone the rest of the way. I, I as much as we've been talking about this, uh, this Clemson game coming up at the end of November. I the mean, closer we get to it, the the less the confident I am. Yeah. Even though Clemson looked worse and worse every week. Clemson keeps getting worse, and I still don't. I still have no confidence. No. In in Williams Bryce, I still I don't think it matters. 
Like, this Florida game, we're going to get routed. We're going to make them look like a ranked team again. Missouri will probably lose. <laughs> Auburn, <laughs> lost right there. Yeah. I mean, and then, then what? We go into Clemson. Wait, wait, what's the what the hell is the locker room looking like? The the the, rock, the locker room is going to be like just down in the dumps after getting their butt kicked the last four weeks, right? Yeah. I don't. I like you said. I don't see any wins in the future right now. No, and it's unless they're taking four win teams to a bowl game. Yeah. I, but let's keep it positive. <laughs> we have to try. Uh, we have to try. The, uh, I guess, you know, I, I, still, I still have faith in Beamer. I still think he knows what he's doing. It's just year zero. And the, the problem was when we beat Eastern Carolina because then that gave me expectations. Yeah. Because um, once you have expectations – it only goes downhill. Mm-hmm. I should have known. Just like I knew from day one, year zero wasn't going to go well, but it is what it is. It, he'll he'll keep improving. He'll keep getting recruits. We'll get to it. But for this team stinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. The only thing that I see fairly interesting from the stat lines is we got uh, six rushers or uh, six people who uh, ran the ball. Mm-hmm. Two of them being quarterbacks. So. Let's just say four running backs got uh, got to touch the ball with uh, Wright or White, uh, Marshawn Lloyd, Juju McDowell, and Kevin Harris. Which Juju McDowell, Kevin Harris, both had two touches. And what happened to the bus? Last year, Marshawn Lloyd was out. We were like, crap, we're screwed. And then Kevin Harris stepped up, and he was the guy. And like, not only the guy for this team, but the guy for. The SEC. Yeah, leading the SEC he, in rushing yards. He led it, in, and he was first-team All-SEC, uh, and I don't, we got nothing from him this year. We've had nothing all year, uh, and a big issue with this team is that their uh, their offensive line. Yeah. The offensive line can't block and it can't run protect, so it's just kind of there. Yeah. And other than that, I, I don't know. But whenever you lose forty-four to fourteen, you have more or bigger issues than an offensive line. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. The uh, and that's why there was limited carries because you know once you're down fourteen in the first quarter, you're not running the football. Uh, and it, it's like you, we say that, but then our quarterbacks combined for hundred and four yards, two different quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, and and the uh, stat line that's circulating all through Columbia. And uh, pretty much all over the SEC is late into the third quarter. Uh, Texas A&M had 443 yards yeah. uh, if total oh, offense. Oh, yeah, and we had eight. No, six. Six. Yeah, let's not get carried away now. Yeah. We got six. Six offensive yards in the third quarter, right? Yeah. 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 Late into the third quarter. Two minutes left. The that Once that comes up, you just, like, you can't – this is this must be what it feel like to be – a New York Jets like radio host. Oh man, this has got to be what it feels like to be like a New York Jets radio host. Think about it. What do you think they talking about? They're like the Jets, the Jets radio show right now. They're just like, look, we lost again, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's well, how. That's what we're at, feeling. At least they beat the uh, future Super Bowl champion. Oh yeah, the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Um, all right, we're moving on from Carolina football because it doesn't make me happy. No. I don't like talking about this team anymore. Uh, we uh, have been struggling all week thinking of what are we going to talk about with Carolina football. But that being said, claim your tickets. It's a night game. Show up. Show out. Spin those towels. Get hype. 
and watch us lose to Florida. But get hype, all right? Get hype. It's a night game. It'll probably be on SEC Nation. So we might as well, if if the team won't look good, let's make Columbia look good. Yeah. So uh, you can always show up to the fairgrounds at noon. Yeah, of course. Always, always. Uh, but yeah, other than that, we're moving on because over in Atlanta, it's feeling like 1999. Yeah, well, hopefully not quite because they lost in 99, but uh, 95? hopefully it's feeling more like 95. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, last night was game one. Um, Atlanta looked good from the start. Jorge Soler hits a uh, leadoff. Yeah, they're up early. Yeah, uh, Jorge Soler hits a leadoff home run. And uh, they score two runs in the first, have a little trouble in the, in the uh, bottom of the first. But uh, Atlanta ends up or ends up winning six to two. Yeah, they lose, or but it wasn't at no uh, no cost because mm-hmm. they lost Charlie Morton, their ace, oh. uh, to a broken or a fractured fibula. Oh. Which how did that happen at a baseball game? Uh, it was a it was a line drive that hit oh, him right man. in the I guess Damn. the fibula. That stinks. And but he went on to pitch another inning, and uh, he after he got hit, he struck out, lined out, and then struck out Jose Altuve. Wow. Yeah. So very impressive. That is very impressive. I gotta ask you something. How did this team make it to the World Series without their best player? The trade deadline. Absolutely. Jorge Soler, Eddie Rosario. Um, uh, there's two more, uh, J- uh, Adam Duvall and Jock Peterson. It's Jocktober. Jocktober, baby. Yes, sir. Uh, so, yes, you were telling me, you were talking about this uh, a couple nights ago. That trade deadline, you believe just completely this is why you're in the World Series? Absolutely. You've got Eddie, Eddie Rosario, who was the NLCS MVP. You had Jock Peterson, which I'm pretty sure he was the NLDS MVP. Had uh, Adam Duvall, who had a, a three-run shot last night. And um, uh, who am I forgetting? I just said him. Let's see. Eddie Rosario, Adam Duvall, <laughs> uh, Jock Peterson. Oh, it's going to drive me nuts. I wish I knew who you are talking about. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about your boy, though. The Freeman. Oh, absolutely. Freddie. Uh, MV free. MV free. Uh, so, being up one game, how confident are you? About as confident as I was whenever we were OO, which is... <laughs> This could go either way. Yeah, that's fair. You're, I'm, I mean, you got you got a win in, in a in Houston though, right? Or mm-hmm. was it in Atlanta? It, it was, was, in, in, it was yeah. in Houston, which and uh, the way that the MLB playoffs is set up, if you if you still won uh, in the at the uh, higher seed, you have three games at your at your home stadium. Yep. You can end it. You can end it at home. Yeah, absolutely. If Atlanta wins tonight, they only got to win two at home in the next three games, or they go back to Houston. Yeah, that is a. Uh, it's super interesting how uh, the MLB does it compared to the NBA, where they do two, three for the, the lower seed, and then the last two are at home for the higher seed. And it makes sense because it's like it gives the it gives the weight or the lower seed a chance to steal a game, and like what just like said, and then you have three games to take care of business at home. You don't take care of business. It's going back to the higher seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Jorge Soler was the one I forgot, the one who hit the leadoff home run last night. Yeah. Which he was uh, he was out for the NLCS with uh, COVID. Well, he pinch hit in the last game, but he was out for pretty much the entire series. That's uh, that's got to be a big issue in baseball because they play 
every night. They're the COVID, you know, you, you get COVID in football, you can miss maybe one game and if, you, it, if it hits you at the right time, yeah, maybe you miss it, two. Yeah. Uh, but this, you could miss a whole series. Mm-hmm. So, is there anyone on either the Astros or the Braves that's, that's going to be a big game changer if they're if they have it? Uh, pretty much anybody right now. Both of these teams made made it into the play or made it to the World Series because all of their guys were hot. Mm-hmm. And this Atlanta Braves offense is looking a whole lot better than I've seen them all season. I'm pretty yeah. sure in. In three games against the Dodgers, they had 12 hits or more. Last night, they had 12 hits, or maybe a little bit more than that. They had 12 hits in the eighth inning, I believe. So it's it's honestly amazing to watch because uh, whenever they lost to Cunha, uh, which is their their star mm-hmm. player who I've got uh, the uh, the jersey on right now for, um, Atlanta felt lost because at the time they still had a uh, losing record. I remember that the the. Yeah, that was what it was a good portion into the season too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at, at the All Star break, I'm pretty sure that they were just a couple games above 500. That's a that's a really impressive turnaround for for any team, and this is a like you could tell. Uh, there's no, you know clearly there's no Columbia baseball teams besides the Fire no, Fireflies. Um, but they the Braves fans here they're 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 out they're out they're passionate. And walking down the street, you don't like. There's no one with with Houston gear, and I feel like if there were, they'd be beaten up because yeah. there is a lot of Braves fans down here, and it's uh it's lively. Yeah, I like well, seeing the city. It's like it's the Astros versus America. Oh no, nobody wants to see the Astros win. No. Not after their last scandal. Yeah, no, no one wants to see them. They they're they're the worst. And this would this would be very interesting right now if this was Red Sox Braves especially us being roommates but oh honestly that's what we all wanted that's what we wanted but uh but I'm ha- I'm happy for you I'm I'm rooting for the Braves and uh let's yeah let's make it like 95 baby yes sir um all right let's move on cuz a week from tomorrow we get to see our boys play on the court again and you know what I'm excited for who's that no not who oh. I'm ready to to get pumped and then suck again. <laughs> I'm ready. No, come on now. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, oh, no. We suck again. <laughs> just kidding. I'm ready to beat Georgia twice, though. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. Uh, the basketball team got some good, uh, appar- uh, you know, apparently some good uh, good transfers from from last year. We got a, a Chinko Carter Jr. that I heard uh, when when they transferred. It was from He's from Murray State, and he's a, a local, and a couple of the local people that, that are from here, um, they were like, oh, he was he went to my high school and was like super good. So I'm excited for him, and I'm excited for how this team's going to look. Because it's got to be different than last year. It's, it's got talent. It does. It I does mean, talent. Jermaine Kuznard alone. <laughs> Jermaine's going – he was expected to go to the league, so he's, he's back, luckily. And uh, I just think this team is going to be – it has to be less about themselves on the court – and more about, uh, you know, the uh, the whole team and getting transfer people. That's how I feel we're gonna work as a team better. Cause these guys want to be here to play for the team. Like, is there, think about it. They uh, there's seniors, there's juniors, um, and they know. Like, we have a grad student, AJ Wilson, that came from uh, from George Mason. So he's not gonna be. He's not gonna come in and be a ball hog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're gonna 
They're going to want to play and really I, – I remember that name. He he led in something. I don't know if it was scoring or three-point percentage. He, he, there was a there was a reason that was a big name. I totally forget. Yeah, he led uh, – I'm trying to look at it right here. He Oh, he was a top, uh, A-10 all-defensive team. So he got some defense back on the back on the team, and yeah, no, he's not a he's not a big scorer, but the defense is the defense is needed. And I uh, found out yesterday. I think you sent it to me. Keyshawn Bryant named uh, preseason SEC second team, which come this time uh, in March or uh, April, I think that'll be first team. I, I am expecting a whole thing. lot out of Keyshawn Bryant. This is his team. There's no there's no more AJ Lawson. There's no more. Uh, I mean, there's no other. There's not a lot of guys from last year, and this is his team. He knows the system. He's already a monster in Columbia, and the people love him. He is the one that gets the crowd going when we're at those games, and I'm so excited for him to play. And I, I agree. I think that that'll be all SEC first team. Yeah, he's a game changer. He is a game changer. Honestly, during that Alabama game, it was him who hit that. Uh, who hit a dunk, a mm-hmm. uh, br- uh, a uh, fast break dunk. Honestly, changed the game. He, uh, his, the way he plays, uh, is such, like, he brings that, like, he brings the atmosphere up. He, as I said, he gets the people going. He, uh, his dunks, his steals, they just, they always come at the right time, and they're always so awesome to watch. Yeah, and the weird thing is, is that he had, he had such trouble last year at the free throw line, but then he'll hit this crazy fadeaway <laughs> shot where he's getting fouled. That's the one thing about Bryant. If he wants to, if, I mean, if he wants to go to the league and be drafted, he's got to hit those free throws. Cause yeah, he, we might uh, be seeing the uh, hacky shack. They were, and they were, because they were hacking him late games because they knew he couldn't hit him. So, and he's a lethal scorer. I feel like from anywhere else on the court. So he's just got to be able to hit those, and we can get this team team going. Yeah. So yeah, that what's the expect? Do you know who it's against? The, the game next week? Uh, it's a um, – it's Benedict, and it's a um, – Exhibition game, right? Yeah, exhibition yeah. game. So doesn't count towards the record, but it gives you a chance to see what the team's like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It probably will be aired, or actually probably not. And normally these exhibition games are um, – it's – it's normally the coaches uh, have some sort of relation with this uh, with this team. Yeah. Uh, because you're not just going to go out and call UCLA and say, hey, you want to do an exhibition game? Mm-hmm. These guys know each other, so it's going to be a friendly game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I'm just excited to see what the, uh, what the stats look like. And, by the way, we have a – I forgot to mention, Eric Stevenson from uh, – where, where did he just transfer from? He just – I think it was Wichita State. Uh he is a, lo- a lethal three-point shooter from the corner. That must have been who I was yeah. thinking about. He's a, he scored 29 points last year versus Old Miss and hitting nine field goals, including five three-pointers. So really? I'm excited to see where he fits in because our shooting last year was terrible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Are the threes, every time you needed a three, you knew that wasn't going in. Yeah. I, I knew dang well that was not going in. Mm-hmm. So... I'm excited to see how this, these guys gel together, and I'm excited to see how that works. Which, uh, by the way, Gamecock Nation, who is uh, listening out there, who is not a student, tickets go on sale on Friday with uh, single-game tickets starting at $10. That's a steal. Yeah. And I got to admit, 
I love going to Colonial Life. Yeah. Colonial Life is last year, whenever it was game day, that was one of my favorite day of the week. Mm-hmm. Colonial Life is such a nice atmosphere. It'll, it'll really pick up your Tuesday. Yeah. It's a Tuesday night. You go, even even if we lose, it's it's a great uh, it's a great building. The before you get into the stadium, it's you know all the Hall of Fame stuffs there, all mm-hmm. the 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 national. And it's right there on campus too. So I mean, you're just you just walk right up. There's it's it's awesome to be able to just walk to a Division One SEC basketball game. Yeah, it's uh, it's great. So I'm excited to be back, and you know I'll try to be at every game like last year. Yeah, and uh, the the season officially kicks off uh, two weeks from uh, yesterday. No, oh, we're getting so close. November 9th. We are getting close. So we're less than two weeks away. November 9th, they uh, kick off the season against USC Upstate. So playing nice. our uh, siblings uh, across the... Yeah, so either way, we win. Yeah. USC wins. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, chalk off a 1-0, baby. Yeah. We, no matter what, we already went. All right, let's talk about uh, some football, some professional football. And there's a team out there that just lost to your Tennessee Titans that are looking... Looking very fraudish. Yeah. So the Kansas City Chiefs have some real, real issues with them. Going into that game, if and I, I we talked about this on Sunday. Going into that game, and I would tell you a team was held scoreless at halftime. You would have been like, man, the Titans really losing that badly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, I wouldn't have believed you. Or mm-hmm. uh, it's it was very impressive because going into this uh, season, the Titans were. A uh, a team that looked like they were going to give up about fifty five points a game, but score fifty six points a game. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like you said, if I would if you would have told me that we held them scoreless at halftime, I wouldn't have believed you, and no, told I, you that we or if you would have told me that they would have gave o- uh, only three points to the, the Chiefs, game, the whole game. to a to a team that uh, uh, averages more than thirty points a game. It's a uh, it's scary for the Chiefs to like if I'm a Chiefs fan. I, I I don't know what I'm doing because all of your money just got invested into Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. All of your resources just got invested into fixing the offensive line and still not fixed. You have no run game, and if people figure out how to take take care of Tyree Kill or Travis Kelsey, it's over. And the Chiefs have had a luxury of having Travis Kelsey be open by ten yards every single play. Mm-hmm. So now that he's actually getting covered, I don't know what this team's gonna do. And you saw it. They had no other options. Mm-hmm. If it's not throw it deep to either of those two. And one of those stupid touch passes on mm-hmm. the goal line to Tyreek Hill. Literally, if those if those aren't in play and those don't work, that's it. That There's nothing else this team can do. So I, I'm excited to see where they go forward because as a, as a Chiefs hater, I'm yeah. excited to see where they go forward. And as a Titans fan, I'm just sitting here like, like every other NFL fan. They're sitting there looking at the Titans saying, who are you? You lose to the Jets. You you hold the Chiefs to three points. You beat the Bills on Monday night on a goal line stop. Who are you? <laughs> you get routed by the Cardinals on week one. I know. They'll give up seven sacks. Uh, the the weird part about the Titans is you got to give that Jets game up to the COVID. They didn't have any wide receivers. Yeah, A.J. So Brown and Julio Jones were out. And at that time, it's just like, okay, we're putting 11 in the box on every single play. Mm-hmm. Are you upset that uh, that uh, Derrick Henry didn't get 100? Uh, I mean, 
Uh, it was just one of those one of those games where I mean he got the he got the touches. He got I'm I'm pretty sure he a got touchdown, baby. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, there was that uh that meme that was circulating around the internet where it was saying MVPs are only given to uh, quarterbacks and. Or, Derrick Henry beer. said, "Hold my beer." <laughs> Hold my beer. I'll throw some too. He, uh, I honestly, he's got to be MVP because we, without without Derrick Henry, this Titans team is nothing. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. If you if you take into account the actual meaning of MVP, most valuable player, and you're telling me that if the Titans lost Derrick Henry, that he wouldn't, that the Titans wouldn't be. Right there, down there, or right down there with the AFC, the rest of the AFC South. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I agree. I, I mean, maybe you know, last year's Aaron Rodgers. You take away Aaron Rodgers, but I don't know. I just, I really do think that the uh, Derrick Henry was the most valuable player. What stinks about the the MVP award is it's always given to a quarterback because that is the nature of the position. The nature of the position. Is to be the like you the leader of everything. Yeah, the You're, leader of the field. Yeah, so of course you can say that. Like the the problem with that argument is you say that with thirty two teams. If they lost a quarterback, where are they now? Well, mm-hmm. no duh. But if you but if you lose Derrick Henry, where is that team now? Even with a even with Tannehill, mm-hmm. where's this team now? And uh, which by the way, if Tannehill got hurt, I don't even know who our better. I'm pretty. Is it Logan Woodside still? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, and. It's weird because I feel like you can plug and play some of these quarterbacks too, and they they they'd be the same. But you can't like you can't replace Derrick Henry. Yeah, there's maybe no replacing him. If uh, if Tannehill goes down, maybe we'll see uh, Derrick Henry go under center. There you go. He gets some real yardage. Yeah. Uh, and what stinks about uh, this week of NFL is all these games stunk. They I the I guess the best game was the Falcons Dolphins because. Yeah. And Falcons, well, that was a good game. They just love trying to blow that lead. <laughs> yeah. Matt no, no, Ryan, listen, no. I don't want to talk about blown leads with Atlanta. Let's just <laughs> let's move that move, move that, that to the side. But I'll, talk, I'll I won't say the city. I'll just say Matt Ryan because yeah. Matt Ryan loves giving away leads. <laughs> that gives, fumble. He oh gives my those goodness. Away like candy. He saw the Dolphins were driving. He said, nah, "I gotta help him out." <laughs> Tossed the ball. Here we go. Oh, who threw that interception? Uh, that that's was it the was it Joe Burrow that threw that crazy just like he just literally just tossed it to the defender. Oh yeah, I don't remember who you, I don't remember who that was. But uh, speaking of Joe Burrow, just because I have no idea who that was. Speaking of Joe Burrow, they were routing the Ravens mm-hmm. doing their doing their work. Uh, talk about two SEC players from from LSU. They they said SEC is different. Yeah, Jamar Chase is carrying my fantasy team. <laughs> he's uh, he's carrying the Bengals too, and. They were saying that the the SEC is different. That's what we're ending this on because SEC is different, baby. That's why we need to be in the stands on Saturday or next Saturday, even if we're losing to Georgia. Or I'm losing my mind right now. Even if we're losing to Florida, we got to be in the seats. We got to be out there. We got to show them that the SEC is different. Yeah, but for right now, it's a uh, a bye week. Sit back, relax. Speaking of sit back and relax, today is a no-bones day, ladies and gentlemen. No bones. Just Sit relax, back, relax. Relax. Have a good day. And uh, yeah, as you said, bye week. So can't lose this week, boys. We can't lose this week. The city of Columbia stays winning this weekend. All right, that does it for the show. Uh, the music for the show is called No Time to Use by Morning Light Music. Uh, oh my God. Production. Ugh. 
The Countdown is a production of WSC and is produced by myself, Jay Weaver, and Riley Hudson. If you like, whoop, what, you, whoop. If you like what you hear and want to check out other WSC podcasts, head over to GarnetMediaGroup.org. Uh, follow us on Instagram at USC The Countdown, and please email us anything. The Countdown WSC at gmail.com. That does it for this week. I'm Brady Fitzgerald. That's Riley Hudson. Countdown ends in three, 